up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast. Happy Wednesday. It is the day before Thanksgiving. You might be traveling. And as such, by the way, I'm Will Brinson. I'm the host of this podcast. It's a daily CBS Sports NFL podcast. We are actually going to have six episodes this week. Um, just to fill you in, today, Jason Lockenfora is on the show, and we will break down the Thanksgiving games and talk about some other trends around the NFL, news and notes. Uh, we're hoping to have Nick Costas on as well, um, just throwing it out there to see if he can make some some fantasy uh, DFS angles for the Thanksgiving days. Uh, we'll see how that works out. Um, then Heath Cummings is going to go. We have a Thursday show with Heath. Where we're going to break down fantasy stuff for the weekend. And then we're going to have a Friday show, um, two Friday shows, one recapping the Thursday games and one previewing all the weekend picks. We never sleep around here and um, yada, yada, whatever. Anyway, subscribe. Do you, are, you, are, you, are you doing the whole trek? Uh you usually have a hall for don't I? I feel like Thanksgiving. You have you are a lot going on. you are a hundred percent correct. That's Jason Lockenfora, yeah. obviously um, CBS Sports NFL Insider, CBS Sports HQ at Jason Lockenfora on Twitter. Yeah, I've got to drive from uh, Raleigh. I got to drive tomorrow. Oh, so to, today on Wednesday, I'm driving two hours from from Raleigh to Concord. Yeah, whatever. Um, then yeah. on Thursday morning, I'll wake up. Uh, after staying at my brother-in-law's house, probably with some kind of Tito's hangover, I will drive right. an hour and 15 minutes to my parents' house. Uh, we'll probably get there around uh, 10.30 or 11, at which point in time my brother will start pouring IPAs. Um, wow. Yeah, like it. it's aggressive. And, uh, then my dad busts out the good red wine. Then I have to podcast that night. So that, that'll Woo. be, that'll be spicy. Oh yeah, three games. Pace yourself. Yep, yep. I'll be, I'll be drinking the session IPAs on Thursday. Uh, we'll have a, um, and then, uh, and then on Friday morning, I have to get up and drive four hours to Wilmington, uh, North Carolina to go spend the right. weekend with my mother-in-law. Uh, and then on, on Sunday, I have to get up and drive two hours back home. Um, to uh, to work. So really fun weekend, really fun week for me. Yeah, it'll be like five train rides for me, which, I mean, is not usually that bad, but oh, you got around Thanksgiving is bonkers. Because yeah. you've got to go up to uh, New I'm York. I'm not going upstate. Yeah, normally I would catch like the day after Thanksgiving, I would catch the 6 a.m. like Adirondack or Vermonter or whatever up to uh, upstate. Um, but because the dog had this surgery – Mm. Um, I'm coming home. So I, I'm going up to New York Wednesday night, coming back as soon as we get off the air Thanksgiving afternoon. I think we should be clear at four. I think I'm on like a 5 PM train back and then I'll go back up Saturday, probably right around the time line and the kids are getting back from up North and then back again Sunday. So yeah, it's all well, good. Well, hopefully this podcast Copper will be holding it down. Oh, that's not bad. I see. I'm nah. I'm gonna try and try and make some move out of my in laws on Saturday, it, but it's probably not gonna happen. Yeah, tough. Yeah, yeah, I did that last year to go to the Play NC that by year. So yeah, I went to the NC State Carolina game, and there was like there was a bunch of like um, uh, backlash against it. It was like he Bridget just does whatever he wants, doesn't he? It's like well, I don't do whatever I want. I've been driving seven hours around this right. friggin' state for you people. Come on, I did yeah, what I want. I'd be sitting at home shoving turkey in my face. I hear you. You know, Friday I will. Die. I, I never get out at home, so Friday I plan on getting after it. Good for you. What um, yep. what uh, what's your favorite thing to eat at Thanksgiving? Uh, well, this year it'll be the CBS, the CBS crew spread that we get. Um, they have a pretty stuff. They usually have a pretty good stuffing. They usually have a really solid stuffing. I, I so do that'll probably be my like. You know, it's different. Like if I was at my mom's house, which we didn't ever go there anymore, or if I was up, you know, at my sister in law's, then I would probably. You know, they deep fry the turkey, so I'm all about that. But for how it's going to roll this this year, for me personally, it'll be the uh, the catered CBS stuffing in the uh, in the green room uh, on Thanksgiving. What about you? Uh, I might, as, 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 Pete, as Pete has always pointed out in this podcast, uh, we have an oyster roast, and that's my favorite thing. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> that's <clears throat> right. I get to sit there on, like, on Thursday afternoon from like 1 until 4, and I just I just gouge myself on oysters, and then um, my, yeah, my mom does like uh, she gets like honey baked ham and, and turkey, and we do sandwiches in after that, like sort of like a it's like a yeah medium lunch, medium dinner type right. of thing. Um, although we have a new, my cousin got married, and the dude she married is insistent on 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 like he's like we gotta have a turkey. I'm sorry, we have to have a turkey at Thanksgiving, so he's just he just brings a turkey. Okay, 
Which is, we're well, cool. Yeah, it's great. No, Dustin's a good dude, and uh, and he brings a turkey. Shows up to uh, Thanksgiving with a turkey. Anyway, let's talk about the Thanksgiving games. Okay. Well, no, we yeah. can we can keep we can we can keep talking about good, but that's probably enough. I mean, I, I mean, I I like to ramble, but I can never tell exactly what right where the line is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would do I would do an entire food podcast, or like I would do an entire podcast on how I think that like uh, we we were going to do one on how uh, milk milk is not actually good for you. Like, I think milk is a sham. Well, I think probably for kids of a – like, at a certain point in your life, yeah, but then it, it outlives its usefulness. Right, exactly. And but we're told dairy's good for you. I'm not sure dairy's good for you. I think it's bad for you. Um, yeah, dude, I don't know what to believe anymore, dude. <laughs> exactly. I, I just eat a bunch of avocados and hope that I don't die. There I'm, you go. That's what I'm going Yeah, with. just take a bath in avocados. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, <laughs> see, this is, this is why I have to refocus on the games. Bears-Lions yeah. is the first game. Uh, on Thanksgiving, the yes, on CBS, on CBS, and so that, that if that game's at twelve thirty, that means that will you yes. start at twelve or eleven thirty for the NFL today? We will start at twelve. A truncated show, I believe. I think we're in. We have to be our production meetings at nine thirty. Um, normally, we would be in there at eight. So yeah, it's it'll be a shorter show. Um, probably focused more around that game rather than you know our normal Sunday where we're we're kind of highlighting everything going on. Around the league, but uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, I mean, I, I still don't know what to make of the Lions, um, but the Bears <laughs> Bears seem to be a team uh, highly motivated to show that they are not pretenders. Um, so we'll see. Short week, Trubisky banged up. Um, you know, a lot of variables. I I'm still a bit of a Bears skeptic. I will mm. admit, and I, I you know I, we'll see how this plays in January against. Good team after good team after good team, but what they're doing should should be applauded. Um, the way they're bringing the quarterback along, some of the pieces they put around him that are certainly starting to click, and then obviously the bold move for for Khalil Mack. Um, but we'll see. Crazy stuff happens on Thanksgiving with the Lions, you know. Yeah, it seems like sometimes that's their that's their Super Bowl, um, and they're 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 set up to be a spoiler, and and they probably will surprise a team or two down the stretch. We've seen them rise up. I mean, somewhat against the Panthers, although you know that's a game I think Carolina kind of sort of gave away. Um, but obviously, what they did against the the Patriots earlier this year. So I, I think it should be. I think it should be an interesting ball game. What, what is, I haven't looked at the lines yet. What is Vegas saying about that one? Well, worth noting, if you take out the, the Jets game, um, I think the, the, the Lions have a pretty good point differential at home. They beat the Patriots by 16, beat the Packers by 8, uh, and a game that the Packers could have won. Uh, they lost to the Seahawks, but that game was... In, that was tight. Was that game, yeah. was, was that game in, was that, no, that game, was that game in Detroit? It was, yeah. Um, yes. And then they, yes. beat, they, they, they beat the Panthers by one. So they've been a pretty good, surprising yeah. team at home. And I think you're right. That short week uh, does play in their favor. The The Lions are plus four, and the over-under is 45. Um, I would lean – I'm leaning Lions here because it's just a little too short for my taste. And I think, yeah. And, I, I mean, I think back to last year. Matthew Stafford plays well on Thanksgiving. I think, yeah. I think back to last year against a really good Vikings defense where the Lions were able to put something together and, and keep it at least close. I think this could end up being a field goal game or, or a game where Matthew Stafford storms in the back door with some garbage time stats against a Bears defense that said, all right, you know, we, we're on a short week. We're up by 10. Let's, uh, you know, like we're up seven, we're up 17 to seven or, or, right. or even like 10 nothing late. Like let's just hold off. Let him score, and we'll and we'll take, cover the onsides and get out of here. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I wonder. I mean, my, my 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 only concern is that this could be one where that that Lions offensive line has been an absolute joke at times. You know, and Stafford yeah. holds onto the ball too long at times. And is this another one of these ten sack games where they just get their face ripped off? You know, and and the the, the Bears defense scores a couple of touchdowns off of turnovers. That that you know, what I mean, that's what I worry about. Will you know? Will the Lions stay balanced enough? Will they stick with the run game? And, you know, I think they have to play not to lose, honestly, rather than play to win. We'll give them their best shot to ultimately win. Um, we'll see, man. I wouldn't touch this one, to be honest with you. I, I This is not a game that screams out, um, dip into your pocket to me. Divisional game, quirky, short week. Again, the Bears having to play at night. Um, the Lions coming off a win that, you know, again, 
<laughs> they give up the late score. They probably should have lost. If Cam, you know what I mean. If Cam keeps the ball and takes ten steps forward, it's another devastating loss for Matt Patricia. I, I just, yeah, I'm scared of this one. What happens if Chase Daniel has to play in this game? I don't think he will. But I mean, if, if, if I don't think it's the end of the world. I think they'd be just fine. I mean, I, I think Chase Daniel's one of the better backups in the league. He knows that system inside out. You know, he goes all the way back to Kansas City with Andy Reid. He's very athletic. Is he super durable? Is he built like a Mack truck like, like Trubisky? No, but you're not talking about riding him for, you know, 12 games like Hundley replacing Rodgers last year. I mean, I, I, look, I, a particular game, any particular game, especially against this team that's, that's not uh, – that's no great shakes and has had their problem defensively, I think any given game Chase Daniel could still – Run that offense better than Mitch Trubisky. Mm, interesting. I do. Worth uh, worth noting. If you look at the injury reports, so Mitch, Mitch Trubisky added added with a right shoulder injury. Did not practice on Monday. I mean, that's that's you know again maybe it's not a huge factor. Uh, but Adam Shaheen concussion did not practice on on Monday. Um, Aaron Lynch outside linebacker concussion did not practice on Monday. I would presume that Lynch and Shaheen. Yeah, uh, there's are, no way. I mean, yeah, you're pushing it. Bringing them, yeah. If you're, if you, usually those guys wouldn't even be attempted to be cleared by Thursday to come back and practice. Right, exactly. So that's, that's, yeah, short week is, is, that's going to be, that's going to be tough. Uh, And look, even Trubisky, even if they're just taking precaution, not that there would be a whole lot of reps to go around this week anyway, but he's still a developing, you know, quarterback. You you want, you want him, um, to be as prepared as possible in week. Yeah. Um, conversely, when you look at the Lions injury report, carry on Johnson did not practice with a knee. I would be stunned if he plays given, you know, that he's a rookie that they don't really think this season. I mean, surely they have to know this season is not going to result in them winning a Super Bowl. They Mar- traded Golden Tate. <laughs> they traded the <laughs> right. receiver for a draft pick a couple weeks ago. So yeah, they're not playing for today. Actually, it looks like a pretty good trade in hindsight. Yeah. No, it was smart. They, they looked. That's who they looked. They weren't. They weren't even going to get the sixth seed. And even if they did, what does that really buy you ultimately? So, uh, no, I had no problem with it in real time, and certainly not now. Uh, also did not practice on Monday, Marvin Jones Jr. That's a bit of a red flag. Bruce Ellington was limited practice with a back injury. Just talking about wide receiver depth here. Uh, Damon Harrison limited with a uh, shoulder injury. Ezekiel Ansah limited with a shoulder injury as well. I, Aishon Robinson limited with an ankle injury. Darius Slay limited with a knee injury. Yeah. Man, if if... I mean, I don't know how much of that is Matt Patricia playing injury report games a la Bill Belichick. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, like, if, right. if for he some learned from the master, if for some reason Harrison and Slay didn't play, give me the Bears all day. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, then you know the Bears could play rugby and win that game. Yeah, um, I'm so I'm with. I mean, look, people are going to take this JLC because it's an island game and it's noon thirty. Oh yeah, and it's, it's the first game of the day and everybody's fired up to get some action and yeah. You know what? You know what the move might be is the li- live bet. It hope the Lions score first and live bet the Bears. That's the play. Yeah, you like that live yeah. bet. You love that. You love that live betting stuff, right? Uh, 60- I don't know. I, that's really honestly over my head, but it sounded good. You sounded. You sounded like you believed in it. You know conviction. So I'm. I'm here to second that. You know what? The, I'll you, be your hype man. Good call, Brinson. Good call. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that one. You know what the live over under was on the Chiefs Rams game? Uh, the highest it got. It what just, does that mean? Like uh, during the game, it it just flows. Like any given minute, you hit refresh and it gives you a new line. Yeah. So like after somebody scores or during a commercial break, the site, like the online site that you can bet on, will update it. And it's for like it's not like how many points will be scored in the remainder of the game. It's what will the final total for be for the total the, for the, the ultimate final score. The live the five. The final one that that they posted, and they eventually just took it down in the fourth quarter because it's you know there's things get hairy. One hundred four point five. It's funny. I randomly through the course of that game was like, if they meet in the Super Bowl, I would literally put the over under at one hundred three point five. So I think <laughs> right. that was like right around halftime. But it was sixty three, and it got blasted. We will get to that actually more in a second. Uh, moving along to, and by the way, sixty six. This is as of Tuesday morning when we're recording. Sixty six percent of the bets are on Chicago minus four. Seventy six percent of the money. Or on Chicago minus four, Unsur- a little bit surprisingly, seventy percent of the money on the over in this game. I don't, I don't know. If this is an over game, but maybe it is. It's a, the way it gets over is the scenario I spoke about, where Chicago, you know what I mean? It's strip sack, fumble, boom. Yeah. It's jump a route because somebody hit Stafford's arm, boom, pick six, and now you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, now you're, you're what? Well, you, you've shaved fourteen points off of it. Now you're down to thirty points. Yeah. yeah. 
That's a good point. That's the way it happens. I think it's quick strike defensive scores more than anything else. I think, I think I'm reading that. I can, I can never tell if I'm reading that over under right. I can't, I don't, that might not be right. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's gotta be right because nobody's betting the under on the, the freaking Falcons, uh, Saints. Uh, the next game on the board for Thanksgiving, a, a, basically a, I mean, kind of a de facto division title game. The Washington Redskins, six and four against the suddenly resurgent Dallas Cowboys at five Crazy. and five. I wrote about this. Um, basically to get ahead of personal humiliation because I've been bashing the Cowboys for a month. Um, Cowboys- well, look, nobody – Jerry Jones is crowning them, and they're, I'm sure they're crowning themselves, and there is a lot of people patting each other on the back, but that's what that's, – that's the Cowboys. That's, <laughs> that's why your seasons tend to plateau around Thanksgiving and not in January. Well, I, I do think that there's way too much – assumption going on that right now so the uh the the cowboys by the way opened up as nine and a half point favorites they've been bet down to seven and a half point favorites i would have loved to gotten in on that at nine and a half yeah. i mean i still really like giving me seven and a half but get, getting almost 10 in that division game with dallas offense i mean the skins front seven is still legitimate i they will sell out not to allow ezekiel elliott to completely dominate this game and you know we'll see i think the secondary is good enough i like the haha clinton dicks Addition. I mean, I, I Colt McCoy will run around. He'll be difficult to defend. A lot of boots and waggles. He knows the system inside out. Alex Smith wasn't making a lot of plays anyway. I, I if it's more than a touchdown, I really like the Redskins. I, I, I'm, I'm with you here. I like the Redskins a lot, and I know uh, Nick Costas. I saw him tweeting about it. He does too. I mean, here's my thing. The, the, I'm not sure the Cowboys are good, and I, they, they might win the division. No. That's fine. I'm just right. not sure they're good. I like the, the defense is good, and you know, look, they had a lot of guys out last week. We'll see if David Irving and any of these dudes come back. But when they're when they're, I love with Leighton Vandenesh how he's been playing lately. I mean, I, they obviously have their replacement for Sean Lee there. Um, that front seven can be beastly, no doubt about it. Um, and I don't know that there's a ton of points in this game, period. But I, I am a skeptic on the offense. I'm a skeptic on Dak. Um, I'm a skeptic on their big playability against decent teams. Uh, and, you know, we'll, we'll see, man. Um, the Skins have been way better on the road than home. And they seem to play, like, with a little more um, little more unencumbered. And they've got this whole ongoing feud with their fans and why aren't more people at our games and we'd rather be on the road. Well, it, it shows. Um, you know, and Colt, look, Colt McCoy will do one or two really dumb things in this game, but I also think in a weird way, in a street ball kind of way, he could make more plays than Alex Smith was mm. because he, he, I don't think he'll be quite as um, married to uh, exactly what, you know what I mean, exactly how Jay Gruden pre-programmed this play. And, and for a team that doesn't have a lot of playmakers, I, that might be what they need is just, you know what I mean, him with a guy he's been throwing to in practice for years, just kind of knowing this is going to break. Hey, maybe Jordan Reed actually, you know, Maybe he actually shows back up in the Washington passing game. So I, I'm intrigued a little bit by by this one. And this just seems to me like one where the Cowboys are planning the parade route. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're they're just such front runners. Like I get and, and when that starts at ownership, it's hard for it not to be infectious. It's hard for the players not to succumb. And I, I just think they're all sitting there thinking we're going to stomp these guys and here we go you know we're, our our super bowl run is on you know on the way and i, I don't think they're that kind of team so uh, just as like an example that i think is kind of similar um nc state and i know people don't give a crap about nc state football but i, I really do think this makes sense so nc state had, had lost to clemson lost to syracuse <laughs> copper He's, I took my hand off him for one minute to drink some coffee, and that's, that's <laughs> dude. How, I mean, how spoiled is this dog? So, yeah, we're talking about you. Shush. Okay, so oh, here we go. Let me just take him outside. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Copper's dealing with multiple ACLs. So everybody, be nice to Copper. Yeah. You can tweet. Yeah, Co- there we go. You can tweet Copper at Copper Lock and Fora. I, I have no. I have nothing to do with that account. I don't even. I don't know who runs it. One of Tony Kornheiser's um, tremendous podcast listeners. One of his littles. Um, but yeah, actually, some, I mean, there was a group of his listeners who raised five hundred dollars that we gave to um, uh, Baltimore Animal Rescues here in, in Baltimore Barks um, in Copper's honor. So yeah, wow, that's incredible. It's, so, yeah, so, so somebody runs a Copper Locking for a Twitter account that isn't related to you or, or I don't even know who does it. I DM'd him. He like wants it to remain. I say he it could be a she. That's incredible. Wanted to remain a secret. 
That's that's incredible. All right, so back to your point about the Redskins and the and the Cowboys. I like I agree a hundred percent with this. And it feel to me it feels like so this Wake NC State played Wake Forest on a Thursday, and it was like all right, there's four games left. It's against Wake, Carolina, ECU, and Louisville. NC State's gonna be favored by ten points in every single one of them. You, they should go out and win. And it's like they walked into the Wake game and just never did what they yeah. needed to do to execute and put a team away. And Wake lingered and lingered and lingered and then stole it at the end. And all of a sudden it was like, wh- wh- how did, how did, I, I feel like that could, I feel like that's how this could go down for the Redskins and the Cowboys because I don't think the Cowboys, Jason, can put teams away. And I no. think, and I think they believe in their head that they are going to win this game because, yeah. because they've won two road games in a row. They found the, the magic, you know, the, the magic with Ezekiel Elliott again in the, in the running game. And because Alex Smith got hurt, Jerry Jones is thinking we just got gifted a free yeah. division title, and it just doesn't work like that in the NFL. No, it, it doesn't. Um, and I just taking all that out of it, I don't, I don't see Dallas as a good enough team in a league that's this um, close and parity, this sort of. Uh, extreme that they're going I don't think they can beat four or five teams in a row. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like even even flawed teams. I, I they I, they just are a little more fragile than that and a little more mediocre than that. But I you know, we'll see. That's just my take on it. Um yeah, I would take the Cowboys at I mean I would take the Redskins at plus seven and a half for sure in this game. And then the uh the other number to to look at in this game, the over under not unsurprisingly quite low. Forty and a half. What do you think about that? I mean I think it's smart by Vegas. I, I'm. I wouldn't. That's so low. I would. I would be concerned. But you know, one way or the other. But I. I you heard me. I mean, the first thing I said. I think this is a low-scoring game. I mean, I, I think it's going to be a lot of Adrian Peterson and boot action off of uh, you know, um, misdirection from the from the Redskins and keep it simple, stupid, and see what McCoy can do occasionally outside of the pocket. And we under we know what Dallas. You know what I mean? Dallas wants to run the ball sixty times if they could. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I understand why that number is where it is. That's about where I would put it. Uh, I tell you what, the move the move here is you do a little teaser, tease the Reds, right. tease the Redskins right. up to like fourteen. Um, maybe get the uh, maybe get the you know get the uh, the the under at like at uh, at fifty, and then add tack on like a I don't know, make the the over or under. play it down and go over. Yeah, I mean, then you got then you're like then all of a sudden it's like. 10 to 3 at halftime and you're sweating. You're crapping. Yeah. yeah you're sweating bullets. I just, I, I just, the turkey sweats. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have the turkey sweats anyway. My thing with it, my thing with the Redskins is I think they're just, I think they want to play like, like I think they want to be like a turtle that like pulls into, like gets in the shell and just tries to ride this out. Cause if you beat the Cowboys on Thursday and you do, this is a, it's a kitchen sink game for Jay Gruden, but I also think they're just going to like, like try and make this make this game come down to two or three plays and pull out right. some, pull out some trick stuff. Um, you know, do whatever you got to do because if you beat the Cowboys, I think the Redskins win the division even without Alex Smith. Yeah, they still could. I mean, I, I mean, look, I, I I was among the many who thought the Eagles' cavalry would come at some point, and it's getting awful late for that to happen. Um, yeah. So some some. Some bruised, beaten, and flawed team is going to win this division, and then probably take their lumps in, in you know the first wild card game. Yep. But hey, they they don't get a lot of division titles in Washington, um, so well, you, it'll you, just be interesting. Like, you know, if they're eight and six down the stretch, and it's like week sixteen, are, are they? Is this is the stadium still half empty? I, I'll I, my, my suspicion is probably. I mean, if they're eight, if they're eight and six, if they win eight or nine games and win the division, given all the injuries they've had and like everything they've dealt with, I mean, Jay the Gruden, season. yeah, Jay, and Jay Gruden deserves like some. He won't get it because Matt Nagy or um, or nah, Frank Reich yeah, is going to yeah, win it, but, yeah, but he, he, he deserves some love for. Coach he will justify the extension they gave him. I mean, people forget too. Like we're focused on all the injuries in season, but the Darius Geist thing was like. I mean, I remember being in Richmond like the day after it happened, and you, right. you know, you thought that it was it was almost like. Um, a paw had been cast over their season. I mean, that, that they were originally set up to run the whole offense through that kid. You know what I mean? And then yeah. he's gone, and then a couple other preseason injuries, and then, you know, never, and then obviously you get into the season and you have this great start, and then the strength of your team, the offensive line, is decimated by injuries, and now you lose a cat you just traded for and gave him $27 million a year to be your quarterback the next three years. That, that's, you know, and for it to happen in a horrific way like that, 
Um, they've been through a lot, so I, I give them tremendous respect and 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 kudos for what they're they've done there. Um, you know, Doug Williams. I mean, I would even say maybe more Doug Williams being in consideration for executive. I mean, picking up Adrian Peterson. You know what I mean? If if Colt McCoy saves their their season, um, obviously they've made some depth moves that that will have provided. Um, massive return. Again, we're projecting on McCoy, but props to their front office. Um, the uh, the Redskins injury report. <laughs> man, don't even, it... I don't even want to know. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be like a triage unit. It's pretty bad. Uh, Jameson Crowder, DNP, Samaji Piran, DNP, Chris Thompson, DNP. Uh, more importantly, I think, you know, limited in practice, uh, Quentin Dunbar, Morgan Moses, Ty Nishki, Deron Payne, Adrian Peterson, and Trent Williams. They had Ryan Anderson, Capri Bibbs, Duskin Hopkins, Colt McCoy, and Jordan Reed all full practice. Yeah. So that's um, – Yeah. The Cowboys probably won't – Short week football. Make of it what you will. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's tough to do this. Look, Zach Martin, uh, Taco Charlton, Malik Collins, uh, Tyron Smith, all limited practice. Connor Williams, limited practice for the Cowboys too. I would assume they're just holding him out. Uh, Michael Gallup's probably not going to play because of a death in the family. Sean Lee, not likely to play with his hamstring injury. Late Vander Esch has been great, but this yeah. is good. This is a banged up, it's a mash game and yeah. it's one that the Redskins just have to figure out a way to steal. All right. Last, uh, last Thanksgiving game to make a pick for, but JLC and I both love the Redskins. I can promise you that Costos does and that, that RJ and, and I'm pretty sure RJ and Pete do as well. Uh, the night game, Falcons at the Saints. The Saints have covered uh, eight games in a row, Jason, and they're yeah. a 13-point favorites against their most hated rival at home in a primetime standalone game. I <sighs> just Look, I thought the Eagles would keep that thing within a score. You know what I mean? I thought they'd keep it under ten last week, and that 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 obviously that that wasn't even close to nope. being the case. Um, my initial inclination is to just ride the Saints, man. You you know this much: Sean Payton is not going to be satisfied with allowing <laughs> the Falcons the backdoor cover, right? Nope. Like. He it takes a lot for him to take the foot off the gas pedal. I mean, they could be up thirty five fourteen, and you know, knowing that Atlanta doesn't have a great pass rush, um, and if Breeze is having a day, and they seem to, um, I think they, they they seem to have this quiet Drew Breeze for MVP campaign going on. They, you they, know what I mean? They, Where they, they don't want him they to want lose him, yeah. because of yeah. somebody else having more garbage time, you know, padded numbers than him. And and that Falcons team, if they are getting punched in the face and they know their season is truly, truly over, what does that bring out in them? Right. Um, I, I, if I'm betting that game, I, I'm, I'm betting the Saints, and I'm just thinking more high-octane high offense, too much for the, for the Falcons to handle. Um, you know, and Atlanta's offense, too, like just when you start believing in it, you know, it just reverts to form, and they go back to a team that just looks lost in the red zone. And Matt Ryan, um, I don't know, man. It's hard to watch sometimes. <laughs> I mean, he, he looked like he wanted to throw six interceptions last week. Every time I looked at that game, a defensive lineman had his hands on the ball. You know what I mean? Now, yeah. luckily for him, more times than not, they didn't come down with it in their hands. They dropped it or bobbled it or whatever because they're defensive linemen. But that was pretty ugly. And he seems to be very frustrated with the protection and what's going on around him. And you would think that this is the Falcons going into a cauldron. I don't know. What do you think? I I think I think a hundred percent. I mean, look, it's hard not to take a thirteen point dog in a division rivalry right. game on on a Thanksgiving night. But I mean, here's the thing about the Saints. You're, I hadn't even thought about that, Drew Brees. I mean, I guess I had, but like Sean Payton, Pete Briskers made this point, and everybody sort of knows this. Like Sean Payton is willing to. Like take sportsmanship and throw it out of the window, driving ninety miles an hour down the highway in order to get Drew Brees a record, or in order to get the Saints a record. Drew Brees has never won the MVP. If he wins it this year and they win the Super Bowl, there's going to be talk, and I, 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 I'm curious to see what you think about this. There's going to be talk about Drew Brees being better than Peyton Manning for his career, and there's a valid argument there. And so, yeah, I think that Sean Payton is going to put his foot on the gas. Last year, when these two teams played, there was a, you know, he's doing the choke symbol. They hate each other. Sean Payton, he's run up the score on these guys in a holiday situation before, and I can see him beating them by, like, hey, like we're going to beat these guys by 35 points, and we don't want it to be close. 
Yeah, now it doesn't mean they're going to be, you know, obviously the caveat is it doesn't mean they're going to be able to do all that. And on his day, you know, Matt Ryan, especially in a dome situation, can can still be really sharp. I, I just don't know how much the Falcons believe in themselves. You know, and, and, and coming off this, the, the, you know, them looking like maybe they saved their season and then falling down a hole again, I, I just wonder if they're done getting back up. Um, and with, right, I mean, what, I think they're going to have a trouble stopping the Saints from running the ball. I think they're going to have trouble stopping the Saints from throwing the ball. Um, you know, and the thing I love about the Saints is they lead the league in time of possession. Um, they, they're right up there in the top three in five-minute drives. I mean, they're going to keep Matt Ryan off the field, you know? So yeah. even the quick strike ability of the Saints, I mean, I'm sorry, of the Falcons, I think is, is mitigated by the fact of just how much the Saints bully the football. Yeah, and they do that, yet they still score. You know what I mean? A lot of those teams, you think, are just trying to win 24-21. I mean, these guys have that approach, and they'll do it when they face, you know, a Baltimore defense or a Vikings defense where, okay, maybe the goal that, that day is just the first one to 24 wins. But it doesn't mean that they're limited um, to just scoring that many points. And obviously we've seen them um, go far above and beyond that more weeks than not, including just, you know, last Sunday. What do you think about what do you think about this for a Thanksgiving Day teaser lock of the lock of the millennium lock of the century? Um, Saints te- three team teaser ten points. Move the Saints down to three. Move the over under in the Saints game down to fifty. Take the over, obviously, and move the Redskins up to plus seventeen and a half. I mean, it all, it sounds good to me, but I, <laughs> I, I think that it, it, if, if those were always as, or any time as easy as they seemed on paper, they wouldn't be offered anymore, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's they, a call reason. Those a suck, they call that a sucker's bet, don't they? There's a reason why they're called teasers. Like, they, you, yeah. they tease you with those games. Um, yeah. all right. So I, I, I think we're, I think we got a consensus. What are you, I, I would lean, I, we both agree on the Redskins. I think we both agree on the Saints. Like, I just, I don't, I'm not comfortable yeah. fading the Saints anymore. Unless it's, I mean, like, I'm just not comfortable doing it. Um, I do like the over in that game at 60. I know that's a high number, but I think Matt Ryan will get you to, I think he's going to get you to 21. And I think Sean Payton and Drew Brees are going to get you to 40. Like, I don't know. I, I mean, like, wh- how are they, how are they not going to score 40 in this game? How are the Falcons going to stop them from scoring 40? Um, yeah, I, 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 I'm with you. <laughs> I mean, I, it, again, it's just that you, you know, every time something looks this obvious in this league, you tend to think, you know what I mean? Yeah, you tend to go there. Right, right, injury, yeah. it takes one thing to throw it off its axis, but, um, the Saints will have no lack of motivation. The Saints will have no lack of provocation. The Saints have, have, have made it clear that they are out to, complete not just beat you but to emasculate you if possible and there's no team they'd rather emasculate than the atlanta falcons that's the headline right there all right speaking of things that are obvious it seemed obvious to take the over in the chiefs that's our thanksgiving day preview by the way presented by turkey and ham um the uh you it seemed obvious to take the over in the chiefs Rams game, and boy, was it ever obvious. Two minutes into the third quarter, that game was over. Um, as we pointed out, at one point, the live over-under was 104.5. They covered that. Every single over-under that was posted by sportsbooks online or, or in wow. Vegas was throughout the game. It's like and They updated every time there's a turnover, every time a team scores, every time there's a commercial. You, right. can, you can usually bet on it again. And if you bet on it every time that it posted... You just kept ringing the cash register. Yeah. Yep, and, and, you kept, wow. and you kept easily covering it. Like at one point in the second quarter, it dropped down to like 68 and a half. Um, I, I just like monitor. I, I think it's fascinating to monitor and see the, to see the like sort of the market as it works. Um, Vegas apparently lost seven figures on it. Which, yeah. Yeah. I'm really crying for them. Oh, yeah. Vegas. Oh, if only there was money to be made in running sports books. Oh, <laughs> those poor dudes. Yeah, I don't feel bad for them either because, um, but I guess here's, here's my other question for you. Do you think, and I've just seen this, Jason, a lot on, I saw this a lot on Monday or Tuesday morning, I guess, because the day after the game, but everybody's, everybody's rushing to say, welcome to the future of the NFL. This is the new future. This is what our offensive utopia yeah, looks like. It, it, it's uh, well, no. There's only one Andy Reid, and there's only one Sean McVay, and right. 
there aren't clones of them coming around, and it's the perfect storm of these two teams playing on a perfect night in Southern California with no weather and no breeze, you know what I mean? No nothing to alter the course of the game. And two teams that are so inherently flawed in their ability to stop. I mean, other than when, you know, other than the the pass rush, other than D Ford getting home, you know what I mean, and affecting a play, other than Aaron Donald doing beastly Aaron Donald things, you know that there is a lot of yards and a lot of points to be had on both those secondaries. So I think it's a combination of all those elements, um, you know, that you, you roll that together in a, in a pot, and that's what the stew tastes like, 110 points or whatever. Um, but I, I don't think you can say that that's exactly how it's going to happen next up. And also the quick strike defensive scores. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it, it was how many times Mahomes turned it over, but then immediately it's it. You know what I mean? It's right in the end zone, so you're taking no time off the clock. You know what I mean? And it goes from the Chiefs needing to cover 80 yards of ground to be able to score um, versus now the ball's already in the end zone the other way and we're kicking back off and, oh, there's a big return and now the Chiefs are back in scoring range and, oh, that, okay, yeah, the Rams can't stop them and, bam, there's now that's 14 points and, you know, two minutes and 10 seconds of actual game time. I don't know that that's replicable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and the fact, you know, that the, the Rams didn't turn it over, I mean, is that – well – didn't, 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 no interceptions, you know what I mean, with that many attempts. Is that going to happen the next time around, even against a bad secondary? And not all of those are pick sixes, but, you know, it, it was the, def, the, the defense had as much to do, and not the lack of stopping people, but, like, the scoring defense had as much to do about that constantly going over, 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 over than anything else. Yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> and, and I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, like, if you, it was, it's crazy though, because it was, I mean, they had 70 points at the end of the fourth, at the end of the third quarter. Um, even if you take away those, those defensive touchdowns, um, you know, you're still at, uh, you're oh, still, it's still destroying the yeah. original over under. A- absolutely. Right. But I mean, again, to act like that's the template for, you know, NFL of 2025 or NFL of 2050, I mean, it's, no. I, the league's not that good. There aren't that many quarterbacks. There aren't that many genius play callers. You know, there aren't th- that. I just think that that game. And and it's worth noting too that in that game, like both of these defenses aren't good. Like because of a key no, to leave. I mean, they yeah. give up oodles of yards and really can't stop the pass to begin with. Right, and so it's and both guy both teams wisely abandoned the run, which is right. That's fine, but not everybody's going to do that. Like if the if the if the Chiefs play the Panthers, the Panthers aren't just going to stop running to to try and play with the Chiefs. They're going to try and alter the pace. Like when people, well, there are also two teams that that routinely get explosion plays in the run game anyway. You know what I mean? Like in, yep. you know, obviously the Saints do it with Kamara and Ingram, but there's not not you know what I mean? There's not thirty two of those to go around. I mean, there's a lot of teams that it's a lot more plotting, and it takes you know it might take more volume to finally break one. Whereas those two backs could literally break one at any point. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean, exactly. And like, I think too that there's, you know, there are, there are some teams in the NFL right now, the Patriots, the Saints, the Chiefs, the Rams, um, you know, when those, when the, the you know, maybe the Falcons too, to a degree because of their defense, when those teams square off, you're going to see a lot of points scored, but it's just not, it's not, it's not a guarantee. I mean, like, it's not a guarantee to happen every single time. I, I don't know. I, I, I was a little surprised that the Rams didn't sort of try and, like deflate the ball a little bit, sit like to, yeah, yeah, take to the like, air out of the ball and kill the clock more at the end. Yeah, or like even at the beginning when they, you know, they got up thirteen nothing. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. I, get, I get the the Mahomes, you know, in, in uh, I, you know what I just think it was though. McVay's so smart, he just knows. You know, what I mean, he could probably look at Mahomes in warmups and be like, yeah, we not, you know, what I mean, well, that's what he's like, going to throw for four hundred and fifty yards no matter what we do. So we better just play pinball better than they play pinball. Yeah, and I mean, like I, Brady and I had talked about this on yesterday's show, um, but on, or Tuesday's show, but like the you know, people were criticizing McVeigh for getting aggressive late and not melting the melting the clock at the end. It's like, dude, he knows if he gives the ball, he's has right. a much better chance of picking up a first down than stopping with his Patrick offense, Mahomes than stopping Mahomes from getting one with his defense. Yeah, right. I mean, he's a realist. If Andy, I mean, if Andy didn't have the full, con- you know, if he didn't have the full complement of. Of timeouts, it's and obviously different. it's a yeah. different scenario. Yeah, exactly. But you know, no matter what, if you don't get this first down, Mahomes is going to at least get a chance to chuck the ball, you know, two to four times, and that might be all he needs. Right. I mean, that dude can hit. I mean, with Tyreek Hill, like you, because you can't play. 
you can't you can't play to stop a hail mary with forty seconds you can't on the stop clock. All their options. Yeah, right. when the quarterback is that good and that young and that strong, and there's that many options for him, the only way you do it is how they did it when they did stop him. It's you exploit a couple of vulnerabilities on that offensive line, and you literally affect his ability to throw the ball in the pocket. You hit his arm, you hit his legs. You hit his chest. You force him to throw with his feet not planted. Um, you know, while he's leaning back with bad leverage, which you know, led to you know one of those underneath passes getting picked off. That's that's the only way you do it. You're not doing it with your corners and your safeties. It's not happening. Um, is this the, would this be the dream? Is it, would this rematch a rematch in the Super Bowl be the a, a dream scenario for our, yeah, for our bosses? To some of our salespeople just in the past, like we're sitting there watching games on Sunday, and you're like, okay, where as things stand right now, what would be you know, the dream scenario. I mean, early in the year, it was, you know, Rodgers and Brady. Yeah. But that's not going to happen, you know. Um, This would have to be up there, especially with this game now setting the stage and wetting everybody's whistle. Yes, I would think this would be way up there. Um, You know, if it's the Patriots again and you think it is the swan song one way or the other, you know, then the, the, the new kid on the block, McVay versus Belichick, I think that would be um, that would be something that would really resonate. Reed, Reed, um, Reed versus Andy Reed versus Sean Payton. I mean, that would that would work just fine. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, with Drew Brees doing what he's doing at this age, there's there's a lot of of there's a lot of variables. I mean, even a Rams Chargers would be kind of bizarro. Um, the league, I don't know league, that would be nearly as sexy though. No, the league would uh, love that for the. I mean, a you have the Philip Rivers factor, and b you have the the L A. Like, hey, look at. Oh no, uh, the league would love it because you're trying to sell tickets there and everything. I, I don't know from a TV standpoint if that would get as many you know neutral people or football agnostics yeah. to turn on the set and, and you know watch that game for for any sustained period of time. But no, I would think if you gave our executives, you know. Uh, and, and you know whatever multiple choice options this would this would be number one. Yeah, I would th- I would think so too. Um, but you know what? They, number two is probably uh, Texans, Texans Bears or Bears Ravens, right? That's probably what they. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I don't, I don't. I don't think that would be. I don't think that would be second. No. no I, and I mean, like, I should probably not even joke about that on this podcast. But like, if it, I mean, like, it, it will be hilarious if. You know, it's like, well, welcome to new football. And then it's like Bears, Texans in the Super Bowl. It's like, well, new football had a good run. Um, I, I, I mean, look, offensive football is here to stay. I mean, it's always been here to stay for like, for a decade now or half a decade now. But I, I do think that there's still plenty of place for defense. Um, but instead of defense, I want to ask you very quickly and then we'll get out of here. Lamar Jackson. You, uh, you, uh, you. I told you it had to happen. I told you that the only way this team could keep its old defense off the field was if they turned, if they became an RPO um, run-heavy team, and if they went in a completely philosophically different direction, and they did it, they took it to an extreme. It was the first game. It was against a heated division rival who knows them inside out, and it was uh, with that quarterback who needs every rep he can get, sick most of the week, and not able to really do anything on Thursday. Um, So give it time to breathe. Let it evolve. He's not going to run 27 times, although three of them were kneels. I think a couple of them, um, you know, were busted plays. So he's not going to be carrying the ball 25 times a game. But they did what they had to do to win a must-win game to save their season and any chance of of the sixth seed. And, you know, that kid is – they will let him play quarterback, but – Go back and look what Trubisky was doing last November. You know, Josh Allen's going to play this week. Let, let's see how great that looks. Did you see Rosen last week? You know mm. what I mean? It's like people jumping on Lamar. Like, four weeks from now, Lamar might be having the second-best season of any of these kids. You know what I mean? Like, Baker's one thing. But, like, Lamar, they win. Look, they play a bad Oakland team, right? Then I think they go to Atlanta, who's flawed. They get a shot at Tampa still. Like, if <laughs> – I mean, I'm just saying – much as everybody's like, oh, he's throwing sidearm, and oh, it doesn't look normal, and oh, he only attempted, you know, 19 passes. How many passes was Ben Roethlisberger throwing his rookie year? Right. 
He's a, you know, he was a game. Like, he's a game manager. And, and by the way, your your point. The next four games that we talked about this last week. And I'm not saying we're all we're not always right on this podcast, but we've been right a bunch this year. And I think we're going to be right about this one. He gets the Raiders, Falcons, Chiefs, and Buccaneers. Tell me who out of those teams is stopping or slowing down Lamar Jackson. They had the ball for 38 minutes and nine seconds. Now that's against a horrible Bengals defense that gives up five per carry on the year coming into that game. Um, but they also. If you watch that game, they, they, it was, they dominated that game. They beat them up physically. By the fourth quarter, the Bengals were so confused and so gassed that it was one-way traffic. And they also had a couple of penalties. that I mean, they had an offensive pass interference way away from the play that negated a drive and took them out of, out of a chance to score. They had another holding penalty that seemed somewhat, um, uh, I don't know, it was, a, it was ticky-tack. That, that really hurt them. They had a fourth and one where I think the play call was, was not what you want. They, they were sustaining drives, and they had a couple of them end in a little bit of a flukish way. The kid made one terrible pass. Uh, that was an interception. But, but they, over, they had this, this run of five straight drives where you're like, wow, they should have had points on at least three of those. Um, and now they're behind by eight, and yet he brought them back. So, um, yeah, th- th- this, is how, this is who they had to become. It was their only way of running the football was their only way of, of accentuating the limited options they have in the past. Like, Willie Sneed ain't getting any better on his own. Neither is Michael Crabtree. Really, neither is John Brown. You know, Hayden Hurst, like, he needs to catch a ball eventually. Like, that's the kid they took before Lamar Jackson. Like, there's some potential there. But, the rest, you know, Andrews has, has been nice. But they're not good. they don't have a lot of weapons. And Flacco's playing on one leg now, you know, with a bad hip. And the offensive line hasn't passed protected all that well. So you, you better try something, you know, sort of cataclysmically different than what you've been doing. And this was it. And this is, this is the way I, it, you know, this is the way it's going to be. And if that Gus Edwards guy is still available on your waiver wires, Ooh. you should pick him up because he, they like what he does more than all the happy feet and dancing and, and, you know, lateral stuff that Alex Collins gave them. And, uh, I, yeah, I think, I think uh, he's going to be an effective player down the stretch. Wait, so, you, really? You think Gus Edwards mm-hmm. is Because, I mean, he, like, mm-hmm. I, he was, I was looking at him. I got the number one waiver claim in the league, and I'm, I'm like, debating whether to use it. It doesn't, it doesn't reset. Um, I already and, claimed him in pick 16. I don't know if I'll get him or not. I would have. No, wait. No, I, cla- no, I didn't because I'm in the playoffs there. I claimed him on Rocco. I'm sorry. That was for Rocco's team. My bad. That was Rocco's <laughs> team. Do you, you run a puppet organization with your, um, with your, with your son's fantasy football team? I respect that. I, I, I try to help. I try to help. Um, he had a rough draft. Mm, yeah, did you? Did you? Were you able to bring him back and save him? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I mean, like he took Dak Prescott, I think, with his first pick. Like he, he it was just, it was, it was, dude, it was rough. Ooh. Like I don't think he drafted any running backs. We're Ooh. still trying to. That's why the Edwards thing is like we. I've been trying to like recover with him from running backs all year. So you, I mean, is it, is it just you just think they're going to use Edwards as the? Think he's a better fit in this. And now with Montgomery starting to be folded in a little bit, I. Mm. Yeah, I think Montgomery replaces Buck Allen, and I think Edwards phases out Collins. Now, I mean, look, certain things, goal line, whatever. They're they're made. I'm not saying that. Look, Collins got in the end zone in that game. Yeah. So I'm not saying it's the end of the line, but I think volume is going to start shifting the other way. Man, that's crazy. I, I was, I mean, that's that's good intel. I, I I wasn't expecting to to hear that. I mean, they ended up. What, what were the what were the final splits? Let's see. Lamar had 27 carries for 117 yards. Gus it was Edwards, really like 22, but right. yeah. Gus Edwards 17 for 115, and Alex Collins seven for 18. Man, that is. I mean, is it, so are they going to Gus just because he works better with Lamar, or are they going to yeah. him because because in, it, when what they're doing with the run action and the zone stuff, he's just he thinks a little less and he dances a little less. He's just a little more direct. Okay, all right. So Gus Edwards, a guy. That, I mean, and look, when these running quarterbacks get under center, those running backs can take off. I mean, you saw I me mean, look. I mean, that's the best running game of the year, and you called it. Good job by you. Uh, anything else you want to uh, add before we get out of here? No, just going to be interesting to see what uh, I'm interested in this this Colts thing, man. I I thought they'd beat Tennessee. I didn't think they'd completely slit their throats and leave them for dead. Uh, but I look at the way the schedule sets up for them. I don't think they're going away. I don't either. The I mean, just so just so people know, the Colts. Um, who and by the way, if you had to pick right now, would you go Frank Wright or Matt Nagy for offensive for for coach of the year? I I feel like I feel like it's gonna it would be Nagy if the if the season ended, but Reich deserves it. I would more. go Frank Reich. I Remember, Frank Reich pretty much inherited somebody else's staff. 
Yeah. Nagy's got Vic Fangio. You know what I mean? Like that's 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 I mean that's basically like having two head coaches. Yeah, and and I mean and that's a good point. And um, Wright took over a team like that was supposed to win four games. The Bears were supposed yeah. to win, you know, maybe seven or something like that. And, and I mean, the just... Bears trade, you know, when you trade two ones for a pass rusher like two weeks before the season, you think you're, you know what I mean? Like you, that's because you're going to the playoffs, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Anything other than that, what are you doing? So, uh, if you uh, if you made me, you know, handicap that right now, I would I would go Frank Wright. I think it'll be, it'll be close. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what they end up doing with that. Um, Colts, by the way, have the Dolphins at home this week. They should be heavy favorites in that game. At the Jaguars, at the Texans, Cowboys at home, Giants at home, and at the Titans. I mean, I wouldn't be if they went five and one. I wouldn't flinch. Yeah, I mean, look, the Ryan Kelly injury scares me. They can't yeah. afford anything else to happen up front because that's where they're really mauling people. But, um, yeah, <laughs> I love what they do when they get the two and, and three tight end sets going. Um, they're selling out to protect the quarterback. T.Y. Hilton's now back to looking like an absolute game breaker. Um, they stick with the run game and Marlon Mack, and they've got Himes. They've got multiplicity in the run game. Um, and they just get just enough pass rush when they need it. To be viable, so I, 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 you know, again, look, we're talking about the sixth seed in the AFC. Like, let's be real. Okay? Well, like, well, they could. I mean, they could catch was the Texans. Buffalo last year. You know what I mean? But, but Andrew Luck has been amazing, and they're they're uh, you know, look, when they were falling up, they should have beat Houston. You know what I mean? Like, yep. they, they've had some things go against them. I mean, they they were beating the snot out of the Eagles. You know, they had they looked like they were going to take care of Houston, even some of their losses. You know, it's not like they've been um like they were getting run over, you know, left and right even early in the year. So, um they'll continue to address that defense. Chris Ballard will draft 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 defense, and they're going to spend money on that defense next year, and uh I think they're going to be formidable for a while. I I I think you might be onto something. Um all right, let's get out of here. Jason Lockenfora, follow him on Twitter at Jason Lockenfora. Watch him on Thanksgiving morning at 12 o'clock on CBS. Tune in to the NFL today and uh, and uh, watch him on CBS Sports HQ. I'm sure we'll be doing that all week as well. Always a pleasure, buddy. Um, awesome. My pleasure, dude. Uh, enjoy the games. Uh, safe travels.